Hi, and welcome to Perspectives on Perseverance with Dr. Mark Ballard, President of Northeastern Baptist College in Bennington, Vermont. At NEBC, we are committed to developing the mind of a scholar, the heart of a shepherd, and the perseverance of a soldier. This podcast seeks to provide biblical, historical, and contemporary perspectives on perseverance that will help you persevere in your walk with the Lord and in your service to Him, to His people, and His creation. This is episode 28 of our second season. President Ballard, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Joe? I'm doing all right. I'm looking forward to this uh, next episode as we cover things going on in the Southern Baptist Convention. Yeah, I am too, except uh, except something's really weird today. What's that? Well, you know, we're back in our regular uh, position here in the chapel of NEBC for our recording today. That's right. There, I mean, that is different because we've been doing this over Zoom with uh, microphones on our computers and all three of us being in different rooms. Uh, different rooms, sometimes different, uh, completely different locations, states, different states and everything else. Because Tripper decided back in November that he just wanted a break from us. and so December. Uh, a literal break. Yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> in, yeah, December, sorry, not uh, November. And uh, so anyway, uh, you all remember we asked you to be praying for Tripper uh, as he fell off of a roof and broke his back and his pelvis, had to have surgery. And uh, then during his recovery time, uh, he was working remotely from Texas, and uh, he is now back with us. So Tripper, welcome back. Thanks for having me. You said, don't seem too excited about that there, uh, Trevor. <laughs> Gee, President Power, thanks for having me back. It's great <laughs> to be back in the great state of Vermont. Oh, there you go. That's, that's, uh, that's You know, he's, he's just a little grumpy because he can't get Whataburger every day right now. Yeah. Don't, don't Water, bring that up, please. Whataburger. And, and, but you know what? I, one of the things, if you guys were following Tripper while he was uh, away on Facebook, uh, one of the things that was a repeated statement throughout there was the heat in Dallas and missing the snow and that kind of stuff. And so, uh, Tripper, you got back, uh, what, Tuesday? Is that right? Monday. Uh, Monday, Monday. And his first day back to work was yesterday on Thursday. And it was a little warm when you got back for Vermont in April. And uh, then this morning, we actually had some snow. Yes, my special order came through. Yes, that's right. And that was just for you, Tripper. We were all, you know, praying for that. Sad thing is, I by the time I woke up, it was already gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. You they, woke up late. They, they were calling for, uh, a couple days ago, they were calling for 6 to 12 inches, and as it got closer, it was smaller and smaller and smaller. And I think up on uh, up on Woodford, just about 15 minutes uh, from here, I think they actually got several inches uh, this morning, but it's probably all gone now because it kind of warmed up this afternoon. So, uh, But anyway, Tripper, the snow was for you. Welcome back. Uh, we're glad to uh, have you producing right here in the studio because, guys, when he's here, he does a better job of keeping Joe and I on track. So welcome back. Thank you very much. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Joe, uh, I'm really excited about uh, our series that uh, we announced last week that we're beginning talking about uh, the Southern Baptist Convention 2021 uh, coming up in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, there are several things we're going to be talking about, as I said, over the uh, time. And today I want to spend a few minutes talking about the one of the most uh, crucial things, I believe, uh, related to the Southern Baptist Convention, 
and that is participation, participation by local churches. Uh, because the fact of the matter is, is we are not really a technically a denomination. We are really a gigantic network of churches. We're the largest non-Catholic group of churches who have chosen to band together, to partner together, to do missions through the cooperative program, and uh, really uniting around the Baptist Faith and Message 2000. And so we are, are actually nearing the 50,000 church mark uh, across uh, the United States of America. It's pretty amazing uh, what happens. However, um, our annual convention, uh, participation in that annual convention is really crucial because we believe in the autonomy of the local church. We, um, as not being really a de denomination, but rather a network, we don't have top-down authority. We don't have a, uh, for instance, I'm on the executive committee of the Southern Baptist Convention, but we actually have no power over any other entities or over the church as such. Rather, we are representative of local Baptist churches uh, to guide the work of the convention between conventions. And technically, the Southern Baptist Convention, Joe, really only exists two days out of the year. Right, right. And, and like you're saying, just to kind of give a little bit more picture to that uh, authority structure, there is no top-down authority structure because churches directly and indirectly appoint uh, leaders. So even with your position on the executive committee, you are appointed by churches indirectly through uh, being nominated through those. Uh, it, it's several trains displaced or several cars sure. displaced, but you are you are nominated through I, the churches leading. Exactly, and so so we're nominated that way, and then the decision as to when I was placed on the executive committee was a vote of representatives from local Baptist churches all across the country who went to the annual convention and voted on a slate of people to be on the executive committee, on the North American Mission Board, the International Mission Board, on the six seminaries, um, on Lifeways boards, all of those kinds of things. And so we really work hard at letting the, uh, really keeping the focus of our Baptist polity, which is the local church is really the headquarters. Uh, that is the, the primary entity uh, in our convention, and we're a group of local churches who work together. And so because of that, Joe, every single Southern Baptist church, every church who, who has identified themselves and associated with the Southern Baptist Convention uh, under the Baptist Faith and Message and through the cooperative program giving uh, to support international missions and so forth, every one of those churches, no matter its size, whether they have 5,000 members or five members. Every church gets two representatives uh, to the Southern Baptist Convention. You can send, uh, if you only have five members, you can send two members uh, to go and represent your church and vote on the budget, uh, vote on uh, key issues uh, that arise, elect a president, a vice president, a, a second vice president, uh, all of the business of the convention is, is really transacted by representatives from local Southern Baptist churches all across the country because we believe in the primacy of the local church. Now, Joe, uh, you, there, there's a formula, and, and if our listeners don't know it, they can go to the Southern Baptist Convention website, which is www.sbc.net. You can look under the Executive Committee tab, and there will be a tab that 
describes for you the, uh, the rules of how you know how many representatives your church can have. But it's basically through your giving to uh, Great Commission Giving uh, to support missions. For every dollar that is given, you get a certain number of additional representatives. But here's the cool thing. Uh, no church gets less than two, and no church gets more than 12. Uh, so it really is a very balanced system that allows for the churches to actually be the decision makers at the Southern Baptist Convention. And that's why going to the convention is a crucial thing. Uh, we need to go. We need to be involved. We need to, we need to go and represent our church and have a voice in who the president is, who the vice president is, the first vice president and the second vice president, uh, who the other officers are. Uh, you will vote. Uh, if you go this year, you will vote on nominations to serve at uh, Lifeway, at the executive committee, at, um, at the uh, North American Mission Board, International Mission Board, and the six seminaries, the, the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. And you can be a part of making those decisions by going and hearing the nominations. Uh, folks can even challenge those nominations and offer an alternative nomination from the floor. And so the messengers together come and make those decisions. Joe, it's kind of like a gigantic church business meeting. That's really what it's like. Well, now you just told everyone they don't want to come. <laughs> no, it's pretty fun, actually. You know, President Mott, I, I want to ask something in that, because you said it over and over again. You, you called messengers representatives. Mm-hmm. Um, one, of the, one of the tensions of this whole system is the question of, do messengers have to vote the way their church wants them to vote or appoints them to vote, or do messengers come and vote of their own free will and of their own conscience? Yeah, that's very good, Joe, and, and thank you for bringing up the question. Uh, the, the actual technical term, as uh, Joe just said, is messengers. Uh, and it is messengers in the sense of you are representing your church. You can't just show up and say, I'm a Southern Baptist, I want to be a messenger. You, your church actually has to uh, have a process, and every church's process is different how they do that. But your church has to actually declare you a messenger. So that's the representative part. But you don't poll the church to say, how do you want me to vote on this? In fact, it would really be impossible. That sounds like an electoral college, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would really be impossible for you to do that. And so your church uh, chooses you to be a messenger or their representative there to go and, and really seek God and vote your conscience on any issues that come up. And so, you know, I, it sounds like it could get boring, as you just said, if it was a large, long business meeting. But there's a lot of inspiration. There's preaching. There's music. There's worship. There's celebrating. There's hearing stories about what we're doing as we uh, come together on the International Mission Board, uh, on the International Front. You will hear about uh, mission work like no other organization there is. Um, you're going to hear wonderful reports and, and there's opportunities just to get to know other believers uh, from around the, the, the globe, actually. And so it's really an exciting time, but what is important is our Baptist polity says that the local church is the headquarters of our network. It really is not that Nashville is, that the executive committee is, or that Alfreda, Georgia, with the, with the North American Mission Board, or Richmond, Virginia, with the International Mission Board, or, or you know, any of the seminaries in their town. They, they're not in charge. They actually work 
for the for the people in the churches of the Southern Baptist Convention. But the only way that the people can can actually engage that is if they come and if they are involved and if they're there as messengers and they vote on the various decisions that we make. And it is so crucial uh, that people get involved. In fact, anytime our denomination has kind of strayed in one area or another, it's usually because people have stopped sending their messengers for a period of time. And so if, if you will come and have a voice, uh, it will make all the difference. Well, President Ballard, you just uh, kind of laid it out there, inviting people to come and participate um, on behalf of Southern Baptist churches. But there is uh, one glaring question that I have. Uh, COVID is quickly making it difficult uh, to be all in the same building. And uh, as far as I understood, uh, the Gaylord Opryland Center, I don't know how to say it, I'm not you from You said there, it correctly. Uh, is, is not necessarily going to be able to contain all the people that are projected to come. So yeah. uh, how do Southern Baptists participate when there might be a cap as to how many can get there? Well, that's a wonderful question, Joe, because the fact is, is that uh, we, uh, Southern Baptist Conventions might have 8,000 people, or the largest one ever had 40,000 people that, that came to it as messengers. And so the question is, how do you plan for that? And, and folks, actually, it is determined uh, several years in advance where we're going to have these. In mm-hmm. fact, we voted in, in 2016 to have this year's convention, the 2021 convention in Nashville, Tennessee, Man, at the that Gaylord. that was a while ago. <laughs> exactly. And, and it was at the Gaylord Center. And uh, the Gaylord Opryland Center, um, uh, we had contracts with them, uh, contracts with hotels that uh, all of them that surrounded and are right there, so it's easy access and so forth. Um, but one of the problems is, uh, as everyone knows, uh, things are loosening up across all of our country. Last year, we were unable to have a convention because of COVID, but uh, things are opening up and travels open back up. And there are a lot of things opening up, but every single uh, state and in some cases, each city has different requirements. And uh, the requirements at the, for the Gaylord was going to make it very difficult because of the, the low ceilings uh, in some of their rooms and so forth. Uh, it really was going to limit us being able to have a convention like we're accustomed to, of having a number of people in a room, um, that kind of thing. In fact, we probably were going to have to spread out over multiple rooms and, and while it was doable, it really was, was a struggle. Uh, and right now, projections are probably twelve to 14,000 people are planning right now to come to Nashville. And so how were we going to accommodate this? And, and ladies and gentlemen, I am excited to tell you today that uh, God did some amazing things in the last uh, week and a half. Uh, there was a, a, a large event coming to Nashville uh, with uh, in a facility that can handle over a hundred thousand people, uh, and all of a the sudden, uh, they for for various reasons, uh, various purposes, they canceled, and so all of a sudden, this large venue becomes available. It's actually Joe going to be uh, the nicest um, uh, facility, the largest facility of any Southern Baptist Convention that I've been to ever. Uh, wow. As far as when you put put the amenities and the size together, and you've I, been going to them since you know uh, uh, John T. Brodus. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Uh, there you go. I knew somewhere it had to get in there. 
No, not quite that long. Uh, however, I have been to them that was at the Georgia Dome, believe it or not. Uh, but uh, in this case, it's not just the space. It's the space and also uh, just the amenities and so forth. So we get tall ceilings now? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh. And not, not only that, Joe, uh, but it's actually a place that uh, probably some of our listeners uh, have heard of. And uh, they're in Nashville. It is actually the Nashville Music City Center, and uh, it's a it's a amazing space. Uh, I have have driven by it. I had not been inside, but uh, just this week I saw pictures of the inside, uh, pictures of where we're going to have the convention, where the uh, displays are going to be. And, and by the way, Joe, we'll be there, uh, Northeastern Baptist College. What? Uh, we will? We'll, yeah. Uh, and we'll have our booth there, and it is a nice place for us to do that. And uh, it, it's going to be really exciting. But I, I just got to tell you um, that I really today want to say thank you to uh, the president of the executive committee and his team, his staff, uh, Dr. Ronnie Floyd and their staff. They did an outstanding job because, quite frankly, folks, uh, with them praying and them working hard and pulling people together, amazing things took place. Listen, uh, contracts for these things are signed years in advance. President Ballard, there is a guitar and soccer fields on top of this building. There is a guitar and soccer fields, yes, on top of this building. Joe, Joe just looked it up online, folks, and you can Y'all too. gotta be here. <laughs> you gotta get there. This thing is huge, and it's pretty. <laughs> and uh, it's really amazing what happened, because quite frankly, uh, Dr. Ronnie Floyd and, and his staff pulled together a meeting last Friday, just uh, not this last Friday, oh, Friday a, a week ago, and uh, they pulled together a meeting. They had uh, the, the people at uh, the Nashville Music Center was involved with it, the, the leaders of the Gaylord Opera Land Center, who just have been absolutely amazing, saying, look, we understand the, the problems uh, associated with having it here because of their low ceilings and the difficulties of spacing uh, for us to be able to have a, a space that we can be safe and at the same time that we can uh, have a, a convention like we're accustomed to, and they understood that. So they actually became partners with us. The hotels in the area uh, became partners with us. Uh, the, the city, uh, the mayor of, uh, of, um, of uh, Nashville, in fact, even the, the uh, governor of the state of Tennessee, everybody was involved in this, saying we're going to find a solution uh, for the Southern Baptist Convention to be able to have a convention like we're accustomed to, where messengers can come and freely serve and uh, participate in decision-making for the future of the Southern Baptist Convention. And uh, I just want to uh, say, and, and I tweeted this out and put it on Facebook as well, and privately I've told Dr. Floyd, thank you so much uh, for making this happen. And so we're really excited about it. Uh, it, is, it is going to be wonderful. Uh, now, some, some of you may be listening. You say, well, I already had my hotel. What's going to happen uh, with that? And uh, you will be getting an email if you haven't already done so, if you booked your hotel. But on April the 26th at 8 a.m. in the morning, uh, you are going to be able to go to the SBC website, and you'll be able to uh, click on uh, a section and move your hotel if you choose. Now, some of you say, well, I would rather drive there for the events and stay at the Gaylord because 
you know, I like opera land and all of that. And so you're welcome to do that. You can do that if you choose, but you can go there and uh, find out more about it. In fact, Joe, uh, I want to encourage our folks to go to uh, www.sbcannualmeeting.net. That's sbcannualmeeting.net. And there is a Q&A page there. Uh, and you can look at that. It will answer all your questions uh, from everything about uh, the size of, of the Music City Center, uh, about uh, the Sing Conference, about the other events uh, that are, that are uh, surrounding the Southern Baptist Convention, uh, also just about things related to COVID, hotel reservations, uh, any question you could think of, uh, you can look it up there. Child care, uh, that's always part of the convention. All of those things, there's a Q&A page there for you to go and uh, get that information about. But what I, what I want to encourage us today, Joe, is the number one concern for the Southern Baptist Convention to be on and stay on the right direction of standing on the inerrancy and sufficiency of Scripture and not compromising the gospel message. Uh, those two crucial things, as I said last week, that are so important, uh, and everything else, quite frankly, what will keep the Southern Baptist Convention and in the right direction is the participation of messengers from the churches. And that is so crucial and is part of our polity, is part of who we are as Baptists. And uh, where we get in trouble is when we jettison that idea. Remember that the entities work for the local church. The leaders of the entities work for the local churches. Uh, it's not the other way around. Uh, we are a bottom-up organization. The fact of the matter is, is the headquarters of the Southern Baptist Convention is your church listener if your church participates in that network of churches. So we need to be involved. Send your pastor. Come yourself. Uh, find out. You, it's easy to find out by going to the website how many messengers you get. If you're unsure, you can call and uh, get help with that. But every church gets at least two and no more than 12. And I encourage everybody to send your maximum number of messengers and plan now to be a part of this exciting event and uh, be a part of reopening Nashville, Tennessee uh, after COVID. Well, thank you for that, President Ballard. And uh, friends, as you consider going to the SBC annual meeting, uh, just realize this can be a way for you to cooperate in fulfilling the Great Commission with other disciples of Jesus Christ. Uh, we are thankful you join us for Perspectives on Perseverance Weekly. We hope that this podcast and the following uh, set of podcasts will bless you as we look at uh, the Southern Baptist Convention and uh, even recalling last week's discussion on persevering as a denomination or as a convention um, if you are interested in Northeastern Baptist College, you can visit us online at nebcvt.org. If you have questions that you'd like to send in, comments, or uh, if you're actually wanting to ask questions about how to participate better in the Southern Baptist Convention, you can email us at perspectivesonperseverance at nebcvt.org. Thank you so much for joining us, and no matter what today may bring, persevere and have a great day in Jesus. From the heart of the Northeast for the hearts of the world, we will persevere as soldiers. To the right or left, we will not veer. We 
For with Christ's strength and armor we are fit.